mix with on the beat. Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Hey, hey, what's up? It's Azizu back again, E-Society Podcast. We talk TV, movies, comics, collecting, sports, and everything entertainment. And this is episode 285. Today we'll be talking about TV, including Star Wars Visions, Volume 2, Citadel, Waco Aftermath, and Big Brother Canada. Movies including Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 and Champions. Video games including Jedi Survivor. And as always, the week in sports, including the NBA playoffs and WWE's Backlash, the weekend Funko and Collecting, weekly Star Wars moment, and our weekly random movie and song recommendations. Before I go any further, it's the news! Yo, yo, what's up, everybody? We're back. Uh, we're not going to be here 10 hours like we were last episode, but we had... Yeah. A that lot was a to catch run up through. episode. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, <laughs> that was like we'll, a month we'll, of material. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll play catch up next week, everyone, because uh, we might be going on hiatus again. Uh, shortly, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll crank in some uh, some bonus stuff over on the Spotify feed. But um, how much TV do you got? I only got that one show. Uh, I got one thing that's kind of part of Star Wars moment. Then I got the game that's part of Star Wars moment, and then I got. One show to quickly mention and Big Brother Canada. So, all right, well, uh, let's just not too much. A, yeah, let's start with TV. All right, this is a show I had no idea. I watched. Um, I didn't know it was in, there was even going to be a part two. Um, if you guys remember, I think it was a few years ago, maybe two years ago. I don't know. Maybe last year. Maybe the year before. I don't remember when that first season came out. But this is Waco: The Aftermath. This is on Showtime, and if you guys remember uh, that one series I did, Waco, again, I don't know how far back, um, with uh, stars Michael Shannon and um, Gambit. Uh, we said his name, I think, the last time. Um, Taylor Kitsch, that guy, <clears throat> when he played uh, David Koresh. This is after the whole... Brass Davidian, the, the little compound and everything burned to the ground. The survivors of the uh, of the FBI attack or the 51-day siege, whatever you want to call it. I said it the last time after that documentary I watched. It, it was both sides were, were wrong in this whole situation. But anyway, this is a dramatic series. There's one episode left. I believe it comes out on Friday. Again, I didn't know this series existed. I was kind of just putting around on the, the the streaming sites to see what to watch. And then it said, Waco, the aftermath. I was like, what's this? So I just, I kind of watched the trailer and I saw Michael Shannon was in it. And I was like, oh, well, this, Jesus is part two. So I watched it. Um, they're dealing, it's like a, a courtroom drama. Uh, this stars a bunch of people. Um... Other than Michael Shannon, let me get to the 
2018 is when that uh, Waco series came out. I saw it when it was on Hulu. I believe it was on Showtime. But uh, Waco, the Aftermath TV series, I believe there's five uh, episodes and four has are streaming right now. The, 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 I think the final episode is uh, coming out this Friday. A five-part drama series portraying the the searing aftermath of the of the disastrous Waco standoff at the Brands Davidian compound, an event that galvanized American militia movements and helped radicalize Timothy McVeigh and Terry Nichols. All right, uh, it was created by Drew Dowdle and John Eric Dowdle, and this stars uh, Michael. Sh- Come on, man, this computer sucks. I need to get my new one in here. Uh, Michael Shannon, Giovanni Ribisi, Keenan Johnson, Abby Lee, Alex Barrow, John Hagenacker, I think that's his name, Michael Luay, Kaylee Roca, David Costable, Gary Cole, and John Leguizamo, and a bunch of other people in this. The guy that plays Timothy McVeigh, what the heck is his name? Al- oh, Alex Barrow or whatever. Um, first of all, I didn't know because if you guys remember when I talked about that that uh, the documentary, they had mentioned this one. This was one of the lead ups up to the the Oklahoma bombing with Timothy McVeigh and everything. And this, they're showing that his uh his his plan what he's gonna do and i assume in this last episode that's gonna air this week they're gonna show when he he puts his plan into work and we all know what happened there terrible another tragic event in in american history but i mean the the documentary i watched and this i mean i love michael shannon's he's just an amazing actor i like him and everything he's done um but this is a it's it's a it's a courtroom drama where they're dealing with uh, the survivors of it. The people, some of them that that I know, one of the ladies just that walked out, and then a couple of the people that uh, that escaped uh, the fire and everything. And then this, they're they're doing flashbacks uh, of a young David Koresh. I didn't, I thought his name was David Koresh. In this, he his name was something else, which I can't remember. And then he changed his name. To David Koresh, and then they're also dealing with the 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 patriots, the, the, the quote unquote that these guys think they are these uh, these militia, these right wing uh, white power militias that, that are dealing with what the, with what's going on in this story, and Timothy McVeigh leading up to his bombing uh, and everything. But this this series it's pretty good, man. I like what's happening in it. Again, I didn't know. I guess it started uh, last month, and I had no idea that this series even existed. I guess it's a good thing I was uh, just kind of searching around on everything. But um, one more episode, and when that final episode comes out, I'll uh, let you guys know what I thought of the whole series. But I'm pretty sure I'm going enjoy, to I'm enjoy. I'm enjoying everything so far because this is interesting. Of course, they gotta they gotta do it up for for TV. Uh, I have no idea what was what's true and what isn't uh, in this series, but again, my opinion there was wrong on both sides. Uh, the FBI, uh, the all the other law enforcement that was going on, 
the ATF and all them, and then everybody that was inside the compound and what was going on in there. So but a lot of craziness back in the 90s. But I like what's going on in the show. And if you have Showtime, if you didn't even, if I'm selling this to you and you didn't see uh, the first season, I believe it's still streaming on Hulu. If you have that or if you have Showtime, I'm sure that uh, first um, series is on there as, as well. But this one, Waco, The Aftermath, a Showtime original. Um, I love what's going on, and uh, I can't wait to watch this final episode. The episode's only like 45 minutes, so I'm hoping that this last episode is at least give me an hour and a half, if you can. I mean, but uh, I'm, I'm I'm waiting for it, and I'm ready. I believe the next episode is called The, the Reckoning, and that's going to air this Friday on May on May 12th. And what else? That's it about uh, the show. I mean, I like it. I like what's going on. If you have any interest and you have Showtime, definitely check it out. Or it's out there. Um, I saw it. <laughs> Those other things. But uh, I like what's going on in this. So I can't wait to uh, watch the end of it. And as far as TV, again, like I said, everyone, this, this might be a short episode. That is all the TV that I have. Other than all the regular rerun stuff i've been watching but yeah wake all the aftermath check it out all right yeah i'll try to get through mine pretty quick um let me talk a little bit about star wars visions volume two here uh i'll talk about jedi survivor in the star wars moment but uh yeah this past uh may the 4th star wars day we got uh season two or volume two of Star Wars Vision, the uh, anthology series of animated shorts from uh, all the different animation studios around the world. Season one had a like a, a, a lot more uh, like Japanese animation, anime uh, studio vibe to it. And interestingly, season two is a more uh, all around the world studio vibe. So that was cool. Uh, if I had to compare seasons, I'd say that probably my still my if I took all the episodes together, my favorite three stories probably happened in season one. But season two, volume two, overall top to bottom, the nine episodes is a more solid season. Um, I, I liked all the stories and there are a few in volume one that I really wasn't that crazy about, but I thought uh, season two was really solid. Uh, the first one, Sith, a former Sith apprentice finds a peaceful life threatened. That's uh, done by a Chilean studio. That's got some really cool uh, like splatter effect art. The second one, Screechers Reach, a young girl out on a venture with her friends, discovers a legendary cave with a dark pool. That one feels to have like an Irish vibe to it. So that's pretty interesting. In the Stars, two sisters who are the last of their kind fight for survival when Imperial forces discover them. That one's uh, also done by, I think, a Chilean a studio and that one like mixes uh computer art with a little bit of stop motion a little bit of practical effects and backgrounds so that one has some uh i really liked the artistry on that one uh four i am your mother young pilot annie embarrassed by her clingy mum, must team with her on a wild madcap academy race that one's done by ardman who a lot of people will know for wallace and gromit and um uh, 
chicken run uh, that studio so that one is like fully like the Ardman style of uh, claymation so that one's really cool uh five journey to the dark head a hopeful mechanic and a disillusioned jedi team up for an unlikely quest to turn the tide of war uh this one feels a lot like season one this one is more like a a more classic anime type tale uh six the spy dancer the premier dancer at an imperial frequented cabaret is tested when her identity is compromised this one was done by a french studio and has a real french vibe uh this one was really cool this was i'd say uh toward the top of my list for the season spy dancer uh seven the bandits of golok pursued by the empire a boy and his first sensitive younger sister seek refuge at a vibrant place um this one probably was my favorite of the season it felt like it was a story straight out of like star wars rebels uh this was done by a studio from india and it has a lot of uh india influence in it but it also uh it felt the closest like a lot of these like really kind of stretched the imagination and pushed the limits of storytelling this one actually felt like it was like it could have been like a star wars tales story uh so this one is really cool uh the pit number eight a young prisoner forced to dig for kyber by the empire plans of escape for he and his people uh david diggs plays a voice in this one uh so that was uh, pretty cool pretty interesting about this one and then finally nine ayu's song a child who longs to sing must stay quiet because her voice can cause great calamity in the minds. This one uh, also had a little bit. It felt uh, like it had that hand crafted touch to it. Like it, it, it probably was computer generated, but it had that vibe where it looked like handmade a lot of it. So, but yeah, those are the nine episodes. And like I said, um, top to bottom, I'd say, super solid season compared to the first which to me had its hits or misses but still probably my favorite three episodes happened in uh volume one and i'd love to see them continue somehow i'd love for some of these uh they really do open the pass for like man they could continue these stories and i'd love to see it but I imagine as far as visions goes, it's going to continue just to be different stories all the time. Like we won't get any continuations, but uh, yeah, I love the series. And yeah, I watched it almost all in one go on the morning of uh, May the 4th. I got through the first seven and then had to finish the other two uh, later in the day. <laughs> all right, we'll get to more uh, Star Wars Day when we get to Star Wars moment. But I still, yeah. I didn't even finish that first season, so. I still need yeah, to go yeah. back to that. I know you saw a couple while you were here. My, some of my favorites, uh, the Ninth Jedi I showed you and the Elder when you were here. Those, like I said, the the Duel, the Ninth Jedi, and the Elder are still probably my, my three favorites. And then uh, I'd put, uh, for this new season, the Bandits of Golok is, is high on my list. Uh, I don't know. Like it's hard. It's actually it's hard to pick right now. I need to 
go through and watch again. And like I said, these are all super short, 15 minutes uh, around the most, 17, 13. Uh, longest one is 20 minutes, Journey to the Dark Head. Uh, yeah, 18 minutes, 17 minutes. So uh, you can check out one pretty much on a break if you wanted to. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching. Uh, I can watch more now at work. Um, they're doing reconstruction to the airport and finally got Wi-Fi in our area. So I've been <laughs> watching just reruns, reruns of things. Okay. But, yeah, it makes sense. I, mean, I, don't, I don't really want to watch something I got to sit there and get into because I'm up and moving around. I'm just listening to a lot of it. Yeah, I get that. Um, as far as like rewatching stuff uh, as far as like older stuff uh, i it, i was uh, uh intrigued by us just bringing up uh impractical jokers last time and uh, bruce campbell and i brought up burn notice and ever since we did that i kicking around in my head that i was like i want to get back to burn notice because i couldn't remember how many seasons i got through but uh, asked Jade and she guessed we did a couple. So I just went back to three and some of it feels familiar, but I was like, Oh, well, I just let's pop back in here. So, um, I think it's, it, it was a seven season show. I think it started in like the mid 2000s, 2005 era ran for about seven seasons. So, uh, yeah, I'll probably be watching some of that here. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> All right, everyone. Did you have well, any I got, I, let me, let me, oh, no, you still got that. Uh, two, more, two more. Yeah. Real quick on these. Uh, yeah, Citadel, the uh, Amazon Prime show from executive producers, the Russo brothers. Global spy agency Citadel has fallen and its agents' memories were wiped clean. Now the powerful syndicate Manticore is rising in the void. Can the Citadel agents recollect their past and summon the strength to fight back? This stars uh, Richard Madden. He, uh, in uh, Game of Thrones, was Rob Stark. And uh, Priyaka Chopra Jonas. Uh, I guess, yeah, she married one of the Jonas brothers. But uh, people would know her from... Uh, she was Victoria Leeds in Baywatch, it says she was known for. Who's the one that was it Phoenix that married one of the Jonas Brothers, a chick from uh, Game of Thrones? Maybe, but yeah, like this, like I said, this Priyanka Chopra Jonas. <laughs> She's right. obviously married to one of them. Uh, Stanley Tucci is also in the series. And, uh, yeah, I checked out the first episode. I like what I'm seeing so far. Uh, I guess it's only uh, six episodes. Uh, the first three are out now, so half the series is out. I just watched that first one to kind of get an idea about it, to talk about it here. And I, I do – I like what's happening. It didn't, like – I wasn't like so into it that I was like, I need to watch the next episode right now. But I was intrigued enough. Like, I, I want to see where this is going. I like spy tales like this. And what, what's the girl's name? Uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas. Yeah, she's married to Nick Jonas, and 
Okay. <laughs> Sophie Wo- Sophie Nuts is married uh, to Joe. Okay. Well, there you go. The uh, famous family, huh? And I don't know. I, I don't know who this other girl is that's married to Kevin. She might be. A, I don't know if she's a someone. Uh, looks like she's a someone, but uh, I have no idea who who she is. But anyway, what's the show called again? Citadel, and it's on <laughs> Amazon Prime. It's a Prime show. There was a show on there that I wanted to You watch. may or may not seen. Well, I guess every theater is different, but my theater uh, has a little featurette on this before the 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 movie's starting. Has for a while now. <laughs> so I've heard about it for a while, just through the hype and, you know, commercials during the NBA playoffs. So. All right. Uh Lastly, I just want to quickly mention uh, Big Brother Canada. I'm going to mention it next pod because uh, we're coming into the, uh, this is the final week here. Um, the final three episodes this week, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, luckily, um, I, I usually miss uh, Thursday's eviction episode because I'm usually at work truck day, but uh this one's going to air at like six. So I'll definitely be home by then. So I actually get to see the, uh, the uh, season finale of big brother Canada. So, but what I got to say, and I think I might've mentioned a little bit about this before, but it's only gotten more messy since this is one of the messiest, if not the most messy season of uh, big brother I've seen between us and Canada. Um, they got so many people this season who like weren't familiar, weren't like super fans of the game. And even people that were familiar with the game, like so many like miss moves, bad moves, unthought out moves were made when, and when you compare it to especially not this last season of big brother us, but the two prior to that, the cookout season and then big brother all stars, those were such like, thought out by the book it wasn't like a surprise every week you kind of knew who was going to be evicted because it was like the right move they were making the right move the right move the right move this one is like all over the place you had two sides of the house but then you had this one guy in the middle who kept winning every veto this guy ty uh i think i mentioned before he kind of ruined his uh, reputation though uh in the house, he's he's gonna probably hear some bad things uh, about himself when he comes out. You know, no, you know, nothing he can't recover from. But uh, the way he like talks down to people, especially women in the house, is like a really bad look. So uh, he'll definitely hear some some criticism for that. Thing is, though, with the winning streak he's on, uh, they just haven't been able to get him out of the house, and it, it started to turn into like a can't beat him join him thing and one very influential person is now in jury is like gonna advocate for him and she's very influential so uh it's 
almost for certain that uh, this guy Ty is going to win, but uh, it'll be interesting to see if anything can change, and especially if uh, some way, somehow, uh, when it comes down to the final three, if he can somehow be voted out by uh, either Daniel or uh, his showman, Cece, which that's also the most twisted showman's the show has seen just because uh, they've been like showmancing, like relationshipy in the house, but like actively going against each other. Like he <laughs> was responsible for her two closest girls going home and she put him on the block. Oh man, it was crazy, but makes actually for pretty good TV. I, I prefer when it's, uh, it's, uh, unexpected like this. So it's interesting to hear like people that cover this all the time though. Like the Rob has a podcast people. They do not appreciate the bad gameplay. They don't like these bad moves and mistakes being made, but I think it adds to it really, you know, it shakes it up and it is unexpected. So I prefer it that way. <laughs> When's the American one start up again? Uh, start of, july because they go july august september in the house three months so yeah start of july probably right after fourth of july is when the u.s one will start so yeah we got to get your uh your uh thoughts on the new cast (laughs) well i ain't watching it i know that (laughs) yeah i'm not expecting you to but after you did last year i just want to get your thoughts on the new cast for this 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 is the 25th year uh this year this will be big brother 25 in the u.s so um i'm looking forward to it just because i think last year provided a lot of important lessons for playing the game with kindness and respect so we'll see if that actually happens or things fall apart All right. Any other? No, that'll do it for me. Like I said, yeah, burn notice. Uh, yeah, it ran 2007 to 2013, 111 episodes, seven seasons. So, yeah, rewatching some of that. <laughs> All righty. <clears throat> All right, everyone. Oh, uh, movies this is the only thing I got. This is something that came out in uh, back in March. It's now streaming on Peacock. Uh, I wanted to see it in the theater, but I don't even think it came. If it came in my area, it just came and went. And I didn't really hear much about this film. Um, no one was, the pods I listened to, no one was talking about it. So, but uh, I like Bobby Fairley. He's one of the Fairley brothers. Um, this is, uh, yeah, cause it came out in March and this is champions. A former minor league basketball coach receives a, a court order to manage a team of players with intellectual disabilities. Despite his doubts, he soon realizes that the, together they can go further than they ever imagined. All right. That was Google. Let's see what IMDb has to say. It says uh, pretty much the same thing. All right. But uh, yeah, Champions. This stars 
uh, Woody Harrelson, Caitlin Olson, Sweet D, uh, Matt Cook, Ernie Hudson, Cheech Marin, Madison, Tevlin, Kevin Iannucci, I think that's how you say his name, Joshua Felder, Ashton Gunning, Matthew Von Der Ahi, I think that's how you say his name, James Day Keith, Tom Sinclair, Alex Hintz, Casey Metcalf, Bradley Edens, Mike Smith, Alexandra Costello, and Barbara Portland. All right. Uh, if you guys have seen The Ringer, I know a lot of people when that movie came out uh, with Johnny Knoxville, and uh, I think it was directed by one of the Fairley brothers, when they were dealing with um, the Special Olympics and everything, people were like, oh, this, this is mean and all this, before the people even saw the movie. But this one is dealing with the uh, Woody Harrelson. He's just a hothead, uh, former uh, basketball coach. He gets uh, pulled over for drunk driving, and this is his... He's either supposed to go to jail for like a couple years or do some uh, community service and coach this basketball team. And he's like, all right, well, I'll coach the team. And then when he gets there, he finds out that these are all uh, players with Down syndrome. Uh, Johnny, he played by Kevin Iannucci. He was my favorite. He was hella funny. Everybody, all of them, or the whole basketball team, they were awesome. And uh, the one young woman... Uh, the Costantino, I think that was her name, Madison Tevlin. She was awesome. Uh, everybody in it, man, they were out there doing the thing, and uh, it was it was funny, man. It was hella funny. Yeah, some of it might have been mean, but um, they they were these guys were they they were taking what people were throwing at them, and they were just giving it right back. But yeah, uh, Woody Harrelson was supposed to take this team and turn them into champions. And he falls in love with uh, Sweet D. She's actually the sister to Johnny. And it's just their adventure of him getting them this little ragtag team. They all love the game, but there's like no structure. So he's teaching them how to play, how to work as a team. And they go on to the to the playoffs and everything. So but this was it was funny. Um, It was two hours and four minutes. Did it need to be that long? I didn't think it should. Um, they could have made their point in like less than two hours, but not sure if this is a true story or not. Uh, Woody Harrelson, every dream team starts somewhere. Yeah, it doesn't say anything, but if you guys know what this movie is and you have Peacock, I I definitely say check it out. Um, I like these type of films. Woody Harrelson, he's good in not everything, but just about everything. Um, but uh, Bobby Fairley, he's been he's he's done some awesome films. Him and, and his brother, uh, when they team up, of course they gave us the something about Mary and um, what else did they do? Uh, Dumb and Dumber, uh, The Ringer, um, Shallow House, Stuck on You, stuff like that, and everything. So, but uh, I like uh, not I don't like everything they've done, but. Uh, most of the movies I, I did I mentioned I did enjoy, and Champions was one of them. I thought this was a good movie. I liked it. Uh, I liked what was happening and everybody that was all the players. Um, I've never seen them act in anything else, so who knows? Maybe this was their first films, but I thought they all did an amazing job, and this movie was funny and uh, really heartwarming too, and uh, sad at some points, but not like a sad, sad like a happy sad. Um, but yeah, I like this film. If you have Peacock, definitely check it out. Uh, Champions, 
And as far as movies, that is it. I started another movie, but I fell asleep like 20 minutes in, and I don't, I don't even know what was going on in those first 20 minutes. I was, it was a movie on Shutter. Everyone was talking about it, but I was just like, something happened, and then I fell asleep. But yeah, again, if you got Peacock, definitely check out Champions. I love this movie. I'm, I'm gonna watch it again. All right. Uh, I guess I'm up. <laughs> okay. Uh, only one I got uh, went to the theaters. Obviously, I rarely ever miss a MCU opening day. I always do my uh, countdown on Instagram at the Zisu uh, for these MCU movies going all the way back to uh, Age of Ultron was the first time I did uh, – a Funko countdown and have done them for all the movies uh, since except for Eternals because the pops didn't come out in time. So, uh, yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, still reeling from the loss of Gamora. Peter Quill rallies his team to defend the universe and one of their own, a mission that could mean the end of the Guardians if not successful. Um Interestingly, um, I'm going to kind of bounce a, a little bit all over the place with uh, thoughts and ideas. I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but uh, interestingly, this is definitely a case uh, similar to uh, what happened with uh, me and uh, the Joker film in which I thought that was good, but uh, I did not love it. Uh, at all compared to other people and that one had uh, people loved it and rave reviews and I thought this was like I love the characters of this series I've always loved them but to me um, I thought volume 3 didn't live up to volume 1 and 2 that was my initial thoughts uh, coming out of the theater and it's interesting uh, you know it's Everybody's going to have their own thoughts, but it's interesting. You go over and look at Rotten Tomatoes, and I have it up right now. Uh, 288 uh, critic reviews and over 5,000-plus verified audience uh, reviews. The uh, critics, it's uh, 81% certified fresh tomato meter, and the audience score is all the way up at 95%. So, yeah, people are loving this film and like i said i love the characters a lot i feel like uh this is something i probably should watch again maybe i'll get a chance uh when i'm visiting reno here next week maybe see it in imax that'd be cool and a different way to see it but um for me i always loved these characters i still love these characters and i love the characters throughout this but I think, in my opinion, they just went a little too heavy. And I know you do want to have some some meaningness to it, but I would have loved a, a more fun adventure like we had in the you know the first and the second. And I know for a lot of these characters, um, even going into it, you had, you had actors, and you know everybody can always change their mind. But people like uh, Batista said this was his last run as Drax, and uh, Zoe Saldana said this is her last run as Gamora. So, you know, based on you know what was going to happen in the film, if characters made it, if they didn't make it, 
um, we knew for the most part, this would be the end of the guardians pretty much as we knew it, know it. Um, if they want to do it in the future, you know, they might have to do like another multiverse thing or the team will just be completely different. So one, one way or another, just because of the actors involved, but, um, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I just, there was, it was, it was a lot of it where it just, it kind of felt like it stayed on the heavy tip and, you know, it has, you know, the jokes and the comedy in there, but, um, it stays heavy for a good amount of it. And it's interesting. Uh, people are really responding to that. So, um, yeah, I sent you the thing about, um, you know, animal lovers and people are sensitive to, you know, animals might want to beware also, uh, kids, maybe not the most kid friendly film. So you want to beware there. Um, it was interesting. Your response was, uh, that, that means it's good. <laughs> Is it CGI animals or real animals? They're CGI, but it doesn't matter. Like, especially uh, if we're talking about kids here, like there, there's <laughs> meant to be animals there. It's, you know, it's a raccoon. It's an otter. It's a walrus. It's a rabbit. Like I can get over it. When there's real animals, that's when I can't take it. Yeah, like those dog, I, like those dog movies. No, <laughs> those ones are too rough for me. Yeah, those are real animals. I mean, I mean, for me personally, I mean, I can get over CGI animals. I mean, I love Rocket Raccoon. I haven't seen the movie yet, everyone. So, but um, Rocket, I mean, I love him. Oh yeah, me and too. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> I'll see. My I'll, favorite, I'll, he's my favorite. So yeah, I'll see it when when I see it because I was I didn't really care for the last one. I did watch it again, and I felt the same way. I was like, eh. I watched the first I like, one as well. I liked the too. First one was hella good because when we saw it, and then I, I watched it again. Oh. I bought it when it came out. I was juiced, and I just rewatched it. Hella good. Second one, I was kind of like, uh, I was on my phone. I was like, come on. It's, I don't know. I mean, I'm one of those It wasn't like the comics. None of these movies are like the comics, but the, the changes. I mean, I love Kurt Russell, but come on. But uh, I don't know. I haven't, I, I don't know what happens in this movie. I've stayed away from reviews and everything. I'm just gonna go in and and watch it when when I watch it. Um, Zoe, what's her nuts? Tell them. Can can she carry a movie? Because that one movie she did, uh, it was all right. I mean, but Columbiana. Yeah, I didn't think she carried it herself. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was pretty yeah, good. It was all right. Either way, she said she said she's done with Gamora. So just she like uh, Batista said, he's done with Drax. He's the one I could say, yeah, he's done. I, he can do bigger and better things because we've seen what he has done so far. I mean, with dramatic roles, with with action roles, and I hope he does more dramatic stuff. Man, even 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 comedies he did was hella funny. So, I mean, I, I definitely, especially after uh, the knock at the cabin, he he was awesome in that movie. Um, I could see him. Doing other things. Um, are those the only two that aren't doing it anymore? Or is uh, is what's his name? Uh, Burt Macklin. Is he still? Uh, he said take, that take that Disney money. Uh, 
he said if the right story, the right project came up, he'd be open to it. So um, <laughs> I assume Karen Gillian, Nebula, and uh, Palm Clementif, Mantis, I assume they'd be up for it. Vin Diesel and Bradley Cooper, all they got to do is do some voice work. So that's what I would really love. Um, maybe they could do a, a Disney Plus show, but uh, Rocket Raccoon and Groot is what I would really love for the future of these characters. But they, yeah, they ain't leaving that. That's easy. It's easy. Yeah, <laughs> easy. If, if it's millions, cool. That's a, even that's if it's a like couple, yeah, that's a couple of hours for millions. You yeah, come in, if it's either oh. millions or a few hundred thousands, I mean, to go yeah. for a few hours, maybe a few hours. Let's yep. say a let's say a week. Who knows? Maybe maybe longer. I don't know. But man, it's probably like a day or two. <laughs> <laughs> I could go in there. Do I mean I? They would have Especially to say the lines Vin. over and over and over again. Especially Vin, since it's one line. Yeah, he just over, but says it different ways. Yeah, you guys said a billion different ways. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then yeah, man, they just write that check. Here you go. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure these are the ones that you know what. As soon as that check clears, I'll be there. <laughs> but right, and it, yeah, I'm, the thing is, they say that now, but it's not impossible for some way somehow, maybe even like a multiversal role, like a a Drax return, a. Uh, a, a Gamora return, like it's definitely like not possible. They say that now as people, but uh, like Batista actually also even said he wouldn't mind them like doing like another multiversal Drax, like cast somebody else as Drax. He said he'd be cool with that. So I mean, they don't need to do the multiverse; just cast someone else, and we'll yeah. just see if. Whoever it is that that plays, yeah, like their what are they gonna do? What are they gonna do with Kang? That's the big question now. Like the biggest problem they have with that is they already Loki season two has been done and finished. It's been ready to go, and Jonathan Majors is all over it. And if they're gonna move on from him as Kang, it's like, what do they do? Like you can't refilm all that stuff <laughs> like they already it's already done like loki season two is ready to go and it's like it makes me wonder like maybe they'll still put it out but then are they just gonna move away are they just not gonna do the kang dynasty are they gonna recast him like what's gonna happen <laughs> i don't know i'm hearing his uh his attorney said now nah, i'm good we're, we're just gonna leave this alone so, yeah, well, you know his his whatever his acting agency dropped him and everything, so he doesn't have that right now. I know. Yeah, I don't know what well, what exactly happened. I mean, I was I wasn't there, but we'll see uh, what happens and and where it goes. I mean, because I've they if they have to recast, okay, yeah. They haven't mm -hmm. started uh, Kang Dynasty Are they just going to be like, whatever, though, about Loki? Or are they just going to be like, oh, well, whatever. we It's it's done. I think if it's, <laughs> we'll it's done, it it's out. done. If it's <laughs> done, 
fine. It's too yeah, late. And he's he's supposedly he's all over it too. Like it's the season two is based around Loki versus Kang. <laughs> well, we'll see uh, when it comes out. Yeah. There, uh, it says Loki season two gets a disappointing release date. According to a new report, Loki season two might not be released on Disney Plus until later. The fans originally expected. Um, at one point in the show, second run of episodes uh, aimed to air this summer. Since then, Loki actor Owen Wilson told Variety that he expected the show to premiere at the end of the summer or September. However, circumstances surrounding the show have now changed dramatically. Hmm. Uh, one of yeah. these changes is the newly initiated writer strike, of course, uh, affecting the entire entertainment industry. And then the controversy with Jonathan Majors, who was facing assault charges. Uh, yeah, those two things right there are going to throw a wrench in everything. I mean, I mean, I support uh, all the writers, give them what they need because they give us awesome stories uh, to watch, to read and, and everything. So, I mean... Both of us, we back uh, the writers. So it's all written, it's all filmed, it's done. They're just sitting on it now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll see. Uh, Hopefully, um, they can uh, deal with the issues that they have uh, with the writers' strike, and um, hopefully, everyone leaves happy with what they get. Um, But Jonathan Majors, I don't know. I still don't know the full. Uh, accusations on what happened. I assume it's some kind of domestic abuse is what I first heard. I don't know what else. I didn't read into it, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens because I, I have no idea uh, what they're going to do. Um, but I think at this point, if it's said and it's done, sitting on the shelf, waiting for them to press play, yep. and uh, we can watch it, we'll watch it. Um, it just makes me wonder, though, because it's such it'll be such a step towards Kang Dynasty. Like, for, it's like they uh, they have the choice to make either recast it and just go on like they once upon a time at the very beginning they did with uh, Terrence Howard replaced him with uh, Don Cheadle. That was just one film, though, you know. And like now, Jonathan Majors will have done end of the Loki one season quantum mania and like this whole Loki season two is like based around him. So (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how or where you go from there. I'm sure that's what they're trying to figure out. (laughs) So Jonathan majors, Emmy nominated Lovecraft country and Creed three star was arrested on March 25th in Manhattan on a misdemeanor charges of, uh, strangulation, jeez, assault and harassment in a reported domestic dispute with his girlfriend. Ooh, um, you you know it's bad too when his agency dropped him. You know they know that there's something. I, I think it's a little bit more worse if your lawyers go. You know what? We're good. We don't we don't want to be a part of this. Right. Right. So. <laughs> Uh, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know what uh, what's going on uh, with this, but um, yeah, I 
I assume they're true. If all these people, well, I can right. understand the agency just. Well, we we don't want to be a part of this. Sorry, we'll 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 part ways with you. But the lawyers, I don't know. That may, that might be something a little different. I don't know, everyone. I mean, I don't. Mm, yeah. Well, I guess we'll wait until everything gets to court and all that. So I have no idea. But from my, what this is saying, it's been going on for years. Ooh. So. Uh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, I liked him in Loki. I liked him in uh, Quantum Mania, but. Uh, I liked him in Creed three. Did you, you get a, <laughs> end up getting out to see that? I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know everyone. I mean, this is this this is just what's going on with this gentleman right now. Right. So, hmm. real quick, I sent your way. Um, not a spoiler because it's. Um, in the trailer and everything, you see uh, there's a scene where uh, Nebula's holding Quill. And uh, I don't know if you saw this, but James Gunn shared. Um, I guess the, 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 it, they, it's not the real Chris she's holding. I mean, not surprisingly, but uh, it's a 35-pound mannequin they made. And like you can see it breathe and you can see... Um, Karen Gillian, Nebula, like carry it, and then there's a slide of uh, Chris Pratt carrying it, and like it actually looks crazy cool. Like it stands up, like it works, you know, for the film. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you seeing that? Uh, no, uh, issues worsen as more alleged abuse victims cooperate with DA's office. Oh my gosh. I assume these are previous partners of his. I, uh, I don't know, man. It's big trouble. It's tough to be I don't famous. See how everyone. they can move on with him? Either they just give hey. us what we got with Loki and just recast, or move on. I don't know, maybe Forget they'll hang the dynasty. <laughs> maybe on. maybe they'll. I mean, Disney's got the money. It would suck if they went and reshot everything. <laughs> so, yeah. I, no, I don't I, think I, they'd do that, but I think they'd they'd move on. They'd be like, okay, forget Kang. Next up. Uh, I don't <laughs> say no. I think they, they still need to give us, still give us that. Just recast with someone else. Yeah. I mean, we're not going to blame whoever uh, the next guy that plays Kang, but... I don't know, man. We'll see, everyone. We this is all just still up in the air on what's going on. I mean, I I don't know what's true and what isn't. I I don't know. I don't I don't know this gentleman. I wasn't there, but uh, doesn't seem good. Yeah, it doesn't seem good for him. So we'll we'll keep you updated if we find out any more. Yeah. Because yes, I mean we're we're big into the MCU and everything, so of course yeah. we're gonna see these this news about him and everything but all right you see the see the thing i i sent that i was just talking about oh hold on text or instagram insta it was james gunn post pretty cool yeah the mannequin from the oh it's a mannequin yeah it's 35 pounds and it breathes. Looks pretty good. It 
it's it sells it in the theater, you know. That's not Nebula either. <laughs> oh, the actress. No, it is. He says Karen to her. Oh. What is that? She got up closer. All right. Dude, that, the things they can do with practical effects today, which I love when they Pretty do cool. that. I mean, CGI yeah. is cool if you do it good. Um, but I'm more of a practical effects guy. That's what I grew up with my whole life, watching movies and everything. <laughs> but that looks cool. Looks like those yeah. real looks like those real dolls. Right. For those, for those of you that know what those are. <laughs> Uh, and they are pretty penny, everyone. So. Oh, um, the other one too. Uh, send it your way. You'll enjoy. Uh, you'll enjoy this. Uh, let me send you one more your way. Yeah. Uh, did you see this? The. The. They're talking about the thing I just said, but yeah. then the it, the conversation goes a different way. <laughs> uh, Chris Bryce saying how eerie it looks because it looks just like it does look just like him. I haven't seen the scene in the movie, but uh, yeah, I mean, this what they again, like I said, man, shout out to these guys that that, that make these props. Because, I mean, obviously, you got to do the, the face sculpt and everything uh, with the plaster and everything. So it'll it'll come out looking good. But with today's technology, with uh, the material they got to to make it look real, like like how this one is. Let's give um, Terminator an example. I mean, that looked awesome to us back in 83 or whenever that movie came out. But... Watching it now in 2023, it, it, to to the to, to some of you young listeners, like look how fake and cheesy that looks. Hey, that's what we had back then, and what you guys have today, especially with the the practical effects team. I follow a lot of pr practical effect prop makers and everything on Instagram. Um, I couldn't name all of them, but they do amazing, amazing work. Especially the the guys that deal with horror movies, which I love. Uh, I love when they make stuff look real. Because sometimes um, you can clearly see, oh, that's so fake. But no, but like this, what what they did with uh, Star Lord, man, it looks it looks just yeah. like him, and it is eerie. <laughs> did you see what? Did you see what he said though in that IGN one, the second yeah. one I sent you, where he's like, people would come in the office <laughs> and scream, <laughs> it, and he says, mean, what would they do? See, that's how good it looks. I mean, if you guys haven't seen the movie yet, I mean, or seen the look, look for it. But yeah, that is creepy, though. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to walk into a room and see someone that made me laying there, little something that looks exactly like me. <laughs> so, Chris Pratt in that second one, he mistakenly thought he said, very graphic here, but that people would come in it and scream and he oh. said what what would they do <laughs> and he's a he come in the office and scream <laughs> and he said what what do what do they do <laughs> oh man <laughs> i still but need anyways, to see anyways uh it's two hours and 30 minutes um the film ends 
It has the little uh, first set of credits, then it has a mid-credit scene, then it has the rest of the credits, and it has a very end-of-credit scene um, if you're going to see it. So, uh, you know, like a ton of Marvel movies in the past, it's what they do. The cool thing I can say in this one um, is the whole credits are something you kind of want to watch because they just run through, like, the history of the Guardians. So you get like screenshots from volume one, volume two, the holiday special, like they have them uh, like stills uh, as the credits roll. So it's pretty cool uh, as far as keeping your attention and, you know, while you're waiting for uh, the final scene. Does it lead into something good? Yeah. A couple things I'd say. What's the next movie? Spoil it. Uh, not till November, the Marvels. Oh, man, no summer blockbuster? No, it was going to be the Marvels in July, but it got bumped all the way to November. <sighs> That's the one I'm more excited for. I'm going to watch uh, Miss Marvel again. I know a lot of people hated Captain Marvel. I don't get why. It was fine to me. I mean, I, I liked it, but... I liked it. <laughs> uh, some of you guys that were butthurt over what she said, you should get over yourself. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Taking everything literally with, with, with what she had to say. I get why you guys are mad. Maybe not none of you listeners, but the people that were mad at stuff that... Uh, she said, but <laughs> come on. <laughs> I, didn't get, I didn't get mad at it. I'm a man. It seemed like it was a lot of men that got mad over it. A lot of little butthurt little boys got mad over yeah, it. Yeah, seems to happen saying. a lot. It, oh, you know, and man. it's not even just movies. It's sadly like sports, too. Like today, um, uh, Mark Jones and um, Doris uh, was calling the first game of the day and the first thing i see in the comments is like uh doris shouldn't be doing the games oh, she's terrible and it's like she's actually quite knowledgeable but i don't know people get weird nothing you can do about it, everyone that's just how the world goes and no can't make everyone happy i mean yeah but anyways, right. final final thing on Guardians. Yeah, I feel like I need to see it again. Uh, it's crazy. Like I said, audiences are loving it, ninety five percent approval. Uh, critics loving it, eighty one percent approval. Uh, people I talked to it about work, they loved it. So I feel like I need to see it again. Like I said, I love the characters, but uh, I felt like it uh, was a little heavier than it should have been. I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys know what I think about it once I uh, get around to it. Yep. Ooh, lots been going on in my life and everyone, and uh, yeah, that's why I really didn't really get to to see much. Plus, we're kind of doing some redecorating here in the house. Yeah, um, awesome. Uh, where are we now? Um, sports. Sports or Star Wars. Uh, let's run through sports because I think that'll be a little bit longer than Star Wars. You know what? No, what? Never mind. Star Wars. Um, yep. Star Wars moment, everyone. Uh, this past week we had uh, Star Wars Day, May the Fourth be with you. Uh, the only Star Wars stuff I did is I rewatched uh, the Rise of Skywalker because I was watching these guys on TikTok um, complaining about it uh, and this and that. 
And I didn't have that much of an issue with the movie. I mean, I thought it's, I thought it was cool. And then rewatching it, I enjoyed it. Uh, I liked what was happening. I loved how it began when uh, Kylo Ren uh, rock bottomed one of those dudes on that planet, searching for that um, little pyramid uh, emperor seeker, whatever the hell it was called. <laughs> Um, but it, it got real emotional during all the uh, the Leia scenes. Um, oh man, it's been it's been a few years now since uh, we lost our princess. But oh man, I don't know what it was. Man, maybe it was just in in the mood I was when I was watching it. But yeah, those scenes were like. Uh. <laughs> but I love when Luke came back uh, as a spirit. I thought that was really cool. Uh, I loved how the emperor looked. That this whole cloning thing, mm, okay. Um, the character, the new characters we got. Uh, what's her name? Carrie Russell. I wish she'd have took her helmet off, but cool. Uh, the introduction to Babu Frick, awesome. <laughs> um, and everything else in it. I mean, I thought it was a good movie. I mean, it was. I don't know if this was the the what. JJ really wanted, but uh, that's what he gave us, and it was cool. And we're getting the further adventures of Ray, so that was really that's cool. Good news after a celebration uh, with that announcement. But um, yeah, that was that was the only thing I really had time for. Um, I started it when I got home, or when I got up in the morning, and then I finished the rest when I was at work. Uh, mainly just listening to it, but uh, I liked what was happening in it. Uh, but there was a lot of stuff going on. Uh, if you were out in uh, the Winslow, Arizona area at the Twin Arrows Casino, they did Star Wars Day there. They showed the um, the, the, the Navajo Star Wars. Uh, my brother and my parents were there. People showed up in uh, in cosplay, the, the little uh, Navajo R2-D2 that somebody built. Uh, that was rolling around. That was really cool. And some of the actors, the voice actors, uh, the, the pictures I saw, the guy that played Han Solo, James Jules, and I can't remember the uh, young woman that played C-3PO. Uh, she was there, and I think another guy was there. I really couldn't tell you which one he was. I think he was one of the um, – uh, I think he was the guy that played uh, Grand Moff Tarkin or who uh, redid uh, his lines in Navajo. So that was really cool. I wish I could have been there. That would have been awesome, especially to be – uh, back on the res uh, and watching it with a uh, Navajo crowd. Um, so that was really cool. Wish I could have been there. Maybe next year. Um, but yeah, that, as far as Star Wars Day, that was all uh, I had. But we had Star Wars. Uh, I think it was on TBS. They played, I don't know, I think they played all the movies. But a lot of that was all going on in, the, in our break room at work. Uh, some guys were complaining. We just told them, you know, you don't like it, go outside. So, but it was cool. We had. Um, and there was a lot of little Star Wars events happening all over the place. I've seen a lot of pictures of everybody and a lot of my friends that were here and there. Uh, a lot of drinking that was going on at these little Star Wars events. But uh, the drinking happens at everything. But just drink responsibly, everybody, if you guys are going to go out and party, no matter what the reason is. But Star Wars Day, uh, what do you guys have going on in your area? Yeah, um, as far as just me personally, uh, uh, had to work that day so and it was quite a busy day between um star wars day uh had to work truck day uh guardians and theaters 
and then uh, Warriors playoff basketball. So I had quite the full day uh, as far as my interests go. But uh, yeah, um, like I said earlier in the episode, uh, watched seven of the nine uh, Star Wars Visions. And then I noticed uh, they added the new um, art that they've been using for the poster for Return of the Jedi uh, on Disney+. Plus. So um, had that in the background while I was getting ready. They also added for the kids, uh, Young Jedi Adventures. Uh, there is seven episodes of that. Uh, most episodes are 26 minutes long. Uh, I threw on the first one just to see what it was all about. Yeah, obviously very kid-friendly. That's what it's about. They also added... Um, a new uh, Simpsons Star Wars couple minutes. It looks as it's like four minutes. So I'm guessing it's probably like three minutes. Was it new? I, I thought it was old. No, it's a new one called okay. Rogue. Not quite one. Uh, the old one was called The Force Awakens from its nap. Uh, so yeah, this was a new one this year. Rogue, not quite one, and it's only a few minutes, but I haven't uh, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, super short one. So, but um, the other thing, speaking of Star Wars, is uh, we had a new game release since we last spoke, and that's uh, the second game in the uh, Jedi Fallen Order series. Jedi Survivor came out, so uh, been getting to that. I'm really enjoying it as far as like the way they built it this time, as far as the story and the characters you interact with. Um, there's more of like an RPG element to it and that like uh, you really get to know these characters. So I thought that was really cool as compared to the first one. The first one had characters, but it was like just a few. This one's got like tons of just like, you know, cantina type characters that you interact with and they have full storylines and you do missions for them. You got the main story, but you also got that. The game has uh, fallen prey to a little bit of bugs. And um, I definitely ran into that myself uh, yesterday. Uh, Two times trying to get through this one mission, the game crashed on me. And so I just let it go completely. Came back today and uh was able to get through it but uh that was annoying to get through but yeah jedi survivors out um as far as like what else they were doing in the area they weren't playing uh return of the jedi in theaters here i heard from rachel she said it was playing somewhere but i know it wasn't playing at the coming attractions theaters it wasn't playing at minor so uh maybe one of the theaters that isn't open all the time i know there's one here in Eureka and also one in Arcata, the ones that aren't open all the time. So it might have been there. But then the person at the local coming attractions theater here uh, told me right when we were seeing Guardians, uh, uh, my mom said like, oh, it's uh, too bad you're not playing Star Wars, the Star Wars day. And she's like, oh, yeah, we were supposed to have Return of the Jedi. But uh, then it was restricted to only 400 theaters. Uh, across the nation was like the special with it. So I don't know if that's true or not. That's just what they said at my local theater. So um, yeah, but uh, the other thing I guess I could mention just about uh, what they're doing around here. I don't, I may or may not have mentioned this before, but uh, we got something 
coming up here called the Forest Moon Festival on June 2nd and 3rd. Uh, this article that I was given right here, talking about it from the local paper, um, I guess the idea for this has been brewing for 10 years, and after a delay from the pandemic, um, because large parts of Return of the Jedi was filmed in this region, obviously all the indoor stuff, the festival will be called uh, the Forest Moon will kick off its first year, the weekend of uh, June 2nd and 3rd, and celebrate 40 years. Um, the festival will focus on locals, uh, kind of a dress rehearsal before they go all out with marketing to all areas. Uh, so I guess kind of more like a test run this year. Uh, but that's a Arts Alive weekend, which is something that happens uh, at the, the first weekend of every month here in the uh, Old Town, downtown area. Um, but yeah, they're going to have uh, vendors, uh, multiple free screenings of uh, The Last Jedi. <laughs> huh. Interesting choice. Uh, cosplayers approved by Lucasfilms will likely be in the area for community events. We've actually had 20 plus stormtroopers reach out. Uh, What's this called? They're going to call it the Forest Moon Festival. Uh, more events will be announced on the website over the next month at www.forestmoonfestival.org. Uh, a love letter to the region. Yeah. So, like I said, um, I guess this year will be just a, a bit of a test run to see what they can do going forward. But I don't know, kind of weird that you're doing a test run when this is like, this is obviously such an important year for it. It is being, Return of the Jedi is being celebrated this year, the 40th. I mean, I guess you could say it's a test run for 10 years from now. <laughs> For the 50th in 10 years. <laughs> Forest Moon Festival 2023. Free screenings. Friday, June 2nd at the JVD Theater. Cu customers and doors open at 1. Show panel to uh, Saturday, June 3rd. The Mateel. Uh, yep. um, yep. There's a picture of Return of the Jedi, so I assume that's uh, Beachfront Park, I assume that's Friday, and Sequoia Park is Saturday. Um, oh, these are totally different events. There's that earlier one, the I assume that's the screening, and then the Beachfront Park, um, there's going to be live music in the show. 7.30, then 8.45 is the show. Saturday, same thing at Sequoia Park. Uh, 7.30, says customers and live music and show at 845. Forest Moon Festival is free to attend. Find all festival events in the two county-wide festivals, a feature film com commission sponsored events, screening of the movie Return of the Jedi, as well as activities in particular local business, uh, pop-ups, community partners, and more. Cool. Why here? Oh, it's cool. 40 years ago, the world was introduced to the Forest Moon of Endor as the final battleground of the original Star Wars trilogy. Our coastal redwoods set uh, the scene as a location of those memorable battles between the 
rebel forces and the Imperial Empire. Since then, domestic and international tourists and fans have traveled to the north coast of California to see the majestic home of Ewoks. I always call this place <clears throat> in <laughs> Um Redwood Coast. The forest Moon. Oh, that's a little plaque that they, they have everywhere. Yeah, so far that's all that's on the website. And I'm sure there's going to be all kinds of other things going on. They need vendors and everyone come out. Um, volunteers and what have you for this whole event. June 2nd and 3rd. Let me look at a calendar. Let me see what's happening. Hmm. Maybe possibility that I can come up. That would be cool. Because uh, the 9th is when Eric is graduating from high school. So, hmm. Well, we shall see. Let me. Uh, oh, that'd be awesome. Come up uh, Friday and. Pretty cool. Hang out and make sure that I have all my. Flat tire equipment. Yes. <laughs> for, the, for those of you that uh, no remember all that for the last time I was over there. but What an adventure. I was, but we had fun. Yeah, I yeah. got to hang out with everyone, everyone too. So shout out to yeah. Sam, Rachel, and everyone else, and uh, Ryan and the rest of the gang. But yeah, all right, everyone. Um, if not, both of us, half of the East Society will definitely be there. At the yeah. Forest Moon Festival, so check it out. We shall see how that goes. Hopefully, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. Um. Who knows? Maybe uh, get Renee and the boys to come up. That would be cool too. So we shall see. If not them, uh, maybe just me and everything. So, but we'll see everyone. But uh, not too much else on the uh, on the Star Wars stuff. I mean, there's. Still, we're still waiting for um, Ahsoka and all that. So, yeah, August. Yeah, so we still got a ways uh, for that. So, but yeah, Forest Moon Festival sounds awesome. If you are in the in the area or you're traveling too, just be safe out there, and uh, hopefully you'll see us. Yeah, that'd be great. Get me a Return of the Jedi shirt. I don't think I have one. I want a Revenge of the Jedi shirt. That's what I should. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. So, but all right. Anything else for Star Wars? No, no. Uh, bounce right. into collecting or uh, let's roll into sports. And more. well, sure. you know what? You got a lot of stuff. I got one thing I forgot. Uh, yeah, and then I have a, a quick opening if we want to do it. <laughs> All right, hold on. Um, this is something that my buddy got for me when he was out in New York. He stopped at FAO Schwartz. The uh, exclusive they got there, the Toy Soldier. For those of you that have been to the the big toy store and everything, yeah, he took a picture of it. He goes, "Hey, do you want this?" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" So uh, he got it for me. So shout out to my boy Hap from work. The Pop Ad Icons, F A O Schwartz Toy Soldier. So nice. cool, right on Hap. I like it. It's cool, cool little sculpt. Uh, if you guys have been to F A O Schwartz, I didn't. I thought it was closed. I didn't even know it was still open, but. Glad I got it. And wait, wait. Uh, really quick, another thing. Um, dealing with collecting. Um, let me get to the the comic corner. Uh, a few months ago, I helped a. Um, what do you call those things when you help them? Um, Kickstarter deal. 
for Tribal Force. It's a new uh, comic series. Um, what's his name? Uh, Willie Jack's dad, uh, John Proudstar. He's um, he's he's one of the the writers and everything. Uh, I wish I had the uh, the cover that uh, a friend of the show Jesse Hernandez did. I, I need to get a hold of that one. But this is cool. Uh, I don't know how much I kicked in. I can't remember. But I got uh, uh, issue number one. But I got the three alternate covers. I think there's the one Jesse did as well. That's the one I really want. But uh, these covers are cool. I couldn't tell you who the artists are because I do not have my glasses on. But uh, it's cool. It's cool. Uh, cool covers. Cool artwork. Uh, I need to open up one of them so I can read the story. But uh if you haven't, definitely check out uh, Trouble Force. I believe it's, is it Mechanic Comics or Machine Comics? I I, I can't remember everyone. I'm sorry. But uh, awesome. So that's all that uh, I have. All right. Uh, for me, real quick, uh, the hot cash redemption period came through. So, uh was able to complete a couple of recent lines, must-have lines. The Return of the Jedi line, uh, the single releases of uh, Luke Skywalker, his uh, holding the blaster out like when he confronted Jabba, uh, Leia's Bausch, Leia in her indoor outfit, Wicket, uh, C-3PO in the wooden throne chair of the Ewoks, and then Vader... Um, kind of laying down to his side uh, unhelmeted from the end of the film. And then the big uh, deluxe version, Jabba the Hutt and Salacious Crumb. And then uh, Luke Skywalker versus Vader with the Death Star window in the back. I took a picture of all of them together for uh, May the 4th and I posted it on my Instagram at the Zisu if you want to see those all. Uh, and then my second run of Hot Cash, I got the Indiana Jones wave minus one. Um, Indiana Jones with the jacket. Uh, Marion Ravenwood, Sala, Arnold Tote, uh, Henry Jones Sr., and then the Hot Topic exclusive of uh, Indiana with the uh, whip uh, in his hand. The only one I didn't get was um, the one without the jacket, uh, with just the the shirt and the pouch thing he has on so uh those were those pickups but then one thing i had in the mail and uh, i had done so bad on uh, not being able to wait to open the sodas so i figured uh, like the nez often does with his sodas i figured i'd open this one on the show and this is uh, from guardians of the galaxy volume three and this is the uh, target exclusive version of mantis uh, if i get the regular one it'll be her uh blue uh guardians kind of team outfit and if i get the chase it'll be her more uh casual look uh mantis's own kind of style so here we go i'm gonna quickly open this bust it open first pull off the plastic you can hear that and then let's get into the top you can hear the lid come off i'm not gonna look in and see the thing and then the inner packaging like i said i'll know based on the outfit whether or not i got the chase you know we're pulling 
And wow, it's the luck of the show. I got the chase. Yeah. It's Mantis's kind of casual outfit. She uh, appears to have a little bit of a brace on her arm. Uh, So, yep, I did indeed get the uh, Mantis nowhere look. You found the chase. So, um, the fact that you've been able to pull so many and now I just did this here uh, makes me want to do this now for every soda I get. (laughs) <laughs> so you should have done you couldn't hold on to <laughs> i know and now the, the fact this happened like yeah now i feel like i i have to wait for the show <laughs> we need to start filming these so we can throw them all on tiktok uh, shout out to everyone that uh watches everything on tiktok and speaking of that really quick uh i threw up my uh it's like a in a five-part uh <laughs> They're only like a minute or two long. Some of them are like seconds. But uh, when I went to uh, the Clown Motel in Tonopah, uh, Nevada, uh, I filmed some stuff down there. I threw it all on TikTok. So shout out to everyone that watched those. Anything else? No, no. That's a good way to uh, leave it off and I guess uh, get into sports. Yep. Oh, what'd you say? I seen this man, the empty Coliseum. Sadness. It's sadness. It's just like everyone gave up. I mean, I wish I could go. I mean, but I'm five hours away from these games. So, but I don't uh, know the, the the whole thing with the A's and over. Vegas. I don't know, man. Now they're saying that Vegas doesn't want them. Uh, then they're saying the owner wants more money. And I don't know what's happening. I don't know what to believe and what not to believe. Um, it's crazy to see, though. This video is, like, unbelievable. It's so um, sad. I just, that's just how it goes, man. <laughs> I mean, because, I mean, once they started saying, it, yeah, they're leaving, I mean, a lot of people are like, ah. I mean, but that's not going to be for a few years, everyone. For those of you that, right. that are that are A's fans, I mean. 27. Go. 2027. Yeah, go if you can, man. I wish I could. I mean, I'm just I'm just can't go to every game. I'm gonna go try to go to a couple um this season, but I'm still representing my green and gold. Uh a friend of mine bought me a uh a green Dodgers hat. He goes, Yeah, it's here. So <laughs> whenever I get that, I'll take pictures of everyone. But if again, again, for those of you that are new. Uh, the ZC is a San Francisco Giants fan, and I am right. an Oakland A's, <laughs> Oakland Athletics fan. But if the A's leave me like the dumbass Raiders did, I said f the Raiders, and I'm a Seattle Seahawks fan now. And all you guys are going, oh Raider Nation forever, one day. Shut up, you guys are real <laughs> Oakland Raider fans. I don't give a fuck what you guys say, but um, they did me dirty twice, and I wasn't gonna let them do me a third time. So <laughs> that's why I jump ship on. On those dumbasses. Hey, but that is a nice stadium. If you guys get a chance to go to the Las Vegas Radio Stadium, definitely go in there for a game, for a concert, wrestling event. I went for SummerSlam uh, a couple of years ago. Nice, nice stadium, and it looks it, it looks awesome from the outside, and the inside is just as awesome. So, but fuck the Raiders anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so if they leave, if the A's leave me, I'm a dumb Los Angeles Dodgers fan. Uh, I'll still go. I'll go down to to Vegas and uh, check out the stadium. I mean, it'd just be one stadium off my list. That's what I eventually want to do. My wife as well. We want to try to get to as many uh, baseball stadiums as we can. Uh, we've been to a few. 
the only ones we've been to on the, on the East Coast is uh, Yankee Stadium, uh, as well as uh, Fenway Park for the Red Sox. That was an awesome experience. Even if you're not a Boston uh, Red Sox fan, if you're there and there's a game going, definitely go. It's definitely worth the price of admission. I had an awesome time. Shout out to everybody that I talked to there. I've uh, been to Wrigley Field. I've uh, been to that other park where the White Sox played. Um, Candlestick Park for you old school uh, Giants fans. Uh, plus the new park. Uh, I don't even know where Dodger Stadium is. <laughs> Everyone says it's up on a hill. Uh, I've seen the Angels. I've seen the a- Angels Stadium. I haven't been in it. Uh, we've been in the Angels Stadium for Star Wars Celebration. Yeah, I had to park there when we went to Nam. Uh, I've been to uh, and inside, but no game. Uh, what's where the Padres play? Is it Petco? Yeah, or whatever, whatever it is. We've been We've in there. Seen the games from the hotel yeah. rooms. Yeah, from our <laughs> hotel balcony, we saw a game, but we didn't yeah. get to go in. Um, nah, I'm just trying to get to as many as I can. Uh, well, I have my time here on Earth, <clears throat> but I don't know. We'll see. I don't know what the hell does going on in Oakland, but uh, it's turning out to be a wild battle zone down there. I have no idea what the hell's happening uh, to my city. All these videos I see of everyone just going nuts down there. Crazy, crazy. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, but really quick. Um, I went to a uh, event last night at a uh, Reed High School in Sparks, Nevada. Uh, Headlock for Hunger. Uh, it was an awesome little event. Headlock for Hunger is a family-friendly wrestling event that aims to increase awareness about child hunger in our community, as well as raise funds for the Food Bank of Northern Nevada. Since its inception, we've been able to donate over a hundred thousand meals to those served by food bank programs. Uh, it was an awesome night of wrestling. Shout out to uh, Brother Courtney. He's the one that uh, told me about this event. And uh, we both went as well. I got to meet his wife and his two kids. And it was an awesome time last night. <laughs> um, it was cool. I've, never, I've driven by that high school a billion times. Uh, shout out to Brother Joel. They live right around the corner. But uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, El Flaco Loco. He was in the ring. He was badass. Um... Kaka Ming, I think that's how you say his name. I think he was from El Salvador. He was awesome. And uh, Reno Sparks, uh, very own uh, El Chupacabre, the Mexican werewolf, Chupi. He was there. I've seen him wrestle before. Uh, it was awesome to see him again. Uh, I did talk to him. Hopefully, I that mentioned that uh, I was a part of the wrestling returns. And uh, he goes, yeah, man, give me, let me know. And we'll, I'll come on the show and we'll talk about wrestling. So that'd be awesome for you wrestling returns. Fans, uh, definitely um, listen for that. So I need to call him or give him a message and uh, set it all up. Um, and I posted a video on uh, the Magnus podcast one. Uh, Reno Scum, uh, uh, Lust of the Legend, he was there with, um, what was the other guy's name? Adam Thornstow, I think that's his name. I've seen the, the Reno Scum guys wrestle before. Uh, they were badass. I believe they did some impact wrestling as well as some ring of ring of honor. So it's, it's cool that they're still in the, uh, Reno sparks area and they're still doing wrestling for us. Um, I think it's APW. That was the, um, and the wrestling program that was going on there. And it was, it was awesome. It was an awesome night of wrestling. 
uh, good events, a uh, couple little hard bumps, some guys banging their head and looked like they were a little dazed. Um, but uh, it was cool, man. It was good. It was a good turnout. Uh, a lot of people, uh, all the seats that were on the floor were full. Uh, up in the bleachers, there was, there was a lot of people up there, and there was a lot of kids that had a really good time. It was a really family-friendly event. Uh, there was a little bit of iffy language <laughs> going on from the wrestlers, especially uh, I can't remember like one guy's name. He was the the, the Northern Nevada champ. I, I can't remember his name. Something ET or whatever. He he was awesome. I, I loved him. I was the only one cheering from everyone else was booing him. They were cheering for some guy named Pookie. Um, but it, it was a good event. It was a fun uh, night. Good to come out and support the cause. So definitely go to uh, Food Bank of Northern Nevada and uh, follow uh, Headlock 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 on Hunger, or is it Headlock for Hunger? I can't remember. Um, but it, it's cool. Definitely check uh, all that events, um, and if you can donate to your local uh, food banks in your area, so we can get. Um, some meals for these kids. So it's really cool. It was, it was a fun event. And also last night, uh, but I was in at the high school watching uh, them wrestle, was uh, WWE 2023's Backlash. Uh, this took place in Puerto Rico. And I got to give shout out to all the uh, WWE universe that, that showed up. That place was packed. They said there was like 18,000 sold out crowd in there. And man, they were going off. Everybody in there. They were singing. They were chanting. They were hooting. They were hollering. Everybody was having a good time. Uh, I think for me, as, as a fan watching it at home, uh, yeah, I would love to be uh, at these live events. I go to them when I can. But man, this has probably been one to go to because everybody was hyped in there. Uh, the first match was the women's, uh, the the Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Bianca Belair is the champ. She took on EO Sky. Uh, this this had to be one of the best uh, matches of the night. Uh, but it it kicked off the show with a bang. CBS Sports gave it an A plus. I agree with it. Um, both of them, they were going hella hard and just, just beating the hell out of each other. Bianca Belair, she's amazing. EO Sky, EO Shirai, whatever you want to call her. Uh, she's badass. She was hella good. Everybody was booing Bianca Belair and everybody was cheering and screaming for EO Sky. So I was rooting. I love Bianca Belair, but I was rooting more for EO Sky. She's awesome. Uh, Bianca Belair ended up pulling it out. So she's still, she's still the champ. The next match, I was kind of like iffy on this one. I thought it was going to be a little filler, but it actually turned out to be a good match. Uh, the, the the Monday Night Messiah, Seth F. and Rollins taking on um, uh, Omos, the Nigerian giant. Uh, if you guys know who Omos is, he's a big, tall, seven-foot dude that just will just throw you around. Because I always say this, big guys only have handfuls of moves. But man, this was actually a really good match. Uh, CBS Sports gave it a B plus. I'm I'm cool with that. Uh, Seth Rollins ended up pulling it out, but man, Seth Rollins was getting beat to hell. Uh, Omos was throwing him all over the ring, and then um, Seth came back and, and pulled it out. So it was pretty good. I mean, I loved what was going on in in this match. The next match, United States Championship. Uh, it was okay. I mean, it, to me, it was kind of a filler. But uh, dumbass Austin Theory, I hate that guy. Uh, he's the champ. Uh, the form, He's the champ now. Um, and 
taking on Bobby Lashley, the almighty Bobby Lashley, and then uh, taking also taking on uh, Bronson Reed. Um, they were beating the hell out of each other. I mean, I really wanted uh, uh, Almighty and uh, Bronson Reed to beat the hell out of Austin Theory, which they did, but I wanted him to take a little more beating and lose, but uh, Dumbass Theory still pulled it out, and I was like, I'm sorry, everyone. I hate this kid. He's garbage, (laughs) but eh, I don't know. He was Vince's boy at the time. All right, the next match was the SmackDown Women's Championship match. Uh, Rhea Ripley, uh, Mommy, uh, taking on uh, Zelina Vega. This was a good match. I love Rhea Ripley. She's amazing. She's awesome. Uh, Queen Zelina, she's she's good. But uh, I believe she's from New York, but her she's Puerto Rican, and she had, all her family was there. So the crowd was there for her. She came out to represent. Um, Rhea Ripley just beat the hell out of her. But... Everyone was still giving her her props. Uh, after Rhea won, she kind of just left the ring. And Zelina got, got her time to shine and everything. And everybody was cheering. And, and she tears were flowing and everything. But the match was really good. Zelina, she was really bringing it to, to Rhea. But, of course, uh, Rhea wasn't going to drop that belt. And I hope she doesn't drop that belt for a long time. So, But, yeah, Rhea Ripley is still the SmackDown, Smackdown Women's Champion. Uh, they graded it a B. Okay, it was cool. But, I mean, Zelina's really short and Rhea's tall, so it was kind of like I mean, we knew who was going to win. <laughs> but um, that's just how the show goes. The next one, I was really looking forward to this. This was a San Juan street fight. That's where they were, San Juan in Puerto Rico. Uh, Bad Bunny taking on Damian Priest. Uh, both of them are uh, Puerto Rican. So the crowd was there. Everybody, of course, was there for Bad Bunny. I was, I was there as well. I didn't even know who Bad Bunny was uh, when he first uh, appeared on, on in WWE. I was like, who the hell is this dude? Everyone, oh, he's a musician. He's a rapper, singer. I'm like, okay. But I completely became a fan of his uh, once I seen him in the ring. He really dedicates himself. He grew up watching wrestling. He loves wrestling. So he really put the time in uh, to put on a good show every time he stepped in the ring. He did come out in the Royal Rumble, which I was happy. He got thrown out really quick, but he still made his his uh, his uh, his return and everything. But for him to finally have a full match uh, with Damian Priest, was Damian Priest is badass, but uh, they beat the hell out of each other. It started out a little slow, but once they got going, man, they they just it was a street fight, so they were just beating each other up with everything they can get a hold of. So it was an awesome match. Bad Bunny ended up pulling it out uh, via pinfall, and everyone was just hooting and hollering. Man, he was tired because when the match was over, he was he was huffing and puffing, but, man, he put on a good performance, as well as Damian Priest. Awesome, awesome match. The main – no, not the main event yet. The next match, Matt Riddle, Kevin Owens taking on Sami Zayn. Uh, versus the Bloodline, Solo Sokoa and the Usos. This was a good match, too. It started off a little slow, but then once they got going, um, these these uh, six gentlemen were beating the hell out of each other. I felt so, I'm not a Sami Zayn fan, but I was feeling sorry for him because they were super kicking him like there was no tomorrow. <laughs> the Usos was lighting him up. Uh, I think this is might be the beginning of the downfall for the Bloodline because uh, Solo Sokoa is the younger brother of Jimmy and Jay Uso. They were kind of having beef. I don't know what what's going on here. If you if you guys watch the show, you you know what's happening. But I thought this was an awesome match. 
Again, Sami Zayn, he's getting the hell beaten out of him. Uh, Matt Riddle, the 420 bro, he's awesome. It was good to see him back in there. And Kevin Owens, man, KO, he's he's just awesome, man. I just I love uh, every time he's in the ring. But man, this was a good match. They were really beating the hell out of each other. Uh, but the Bloodline, uh, they ended up uh, defeating um, the the other three. Uh, I think they pinned Matt Riddle, for if I can remember right. But uh, it was an awesome match. Uh, the next match, uh, the main event, uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rose taking on the Beast, uh, Brock Lesnar. Man, uh, of course you know Brock Lesnar, handful of moves, he'll beat the hell out of you. Cody Rhodes, amazing, amazing uh, performer. And they, the CBS Sports gave it an A minus. I'm with that. I mean, they, they did. It, the match seemed to go pretty quick and, and it was over. Uh, there was this uh, Cody took off one of the turnbuckles and exposed uh, the metal in the ring. Um, and Brock Lesnar kind of bumped into it and slammed his head. Uh, for those of you that did see it, I'm not sure if Brock bladed himself or I don't know, maybe WWE is against blading because when he bumped it, he he pulled his head away and his head looked fine. And then he took his hand, which he has his little uh, gloves that he likes to wear. He kind of put it over his head. As soon as he pulled his hand down, blood immediately started pouring down his face. So I, I don't know. I mean, I, I could be wrong. Maybe it was just it, it took a minute uh, for the blood to come out. But once the blood started flowing out, man, it was he was a bloody mess. It was all over his face. It was hard for him to see. But uh, he ended up uh, um, keep on keep going on. And it was it was <laughs> it, it was there was just blood everywhere. Cody Rhodes had blood all over him as well. But they both beat the hell out of each other. Uh, the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, he ended up uh, defeating Lesnar via pinfall. And it was cool, man. I thought this match was really good. Uh, should it have been the main event? No, I think the uh, Bad Bunny and Damian Priest should have been. But it, it was a good pay-per-view. Uh, I enjoyed every match. I mean, there was some little slow times in it, but it was really cool. But, I mean, my, big, my hat goes off to... Uh, the San Juan crowd uh, in Puerto Rico because they were there to have a good time. And it looked and it sounded like that. They were so loud in there, which I loved. And every time somebody came out, their theme music, everybody was singing. When Bad Bunny came out and his music hit, everybody was roaring and singing. So I thought that was really awesome. And even when uh, Cody Rhodes came out to his music and how everybody was hooting and hollering and singing along. I love, shout out to the camera guys. They kept focusing on the right people that were really, really going off and having a good time. So, but WWE Backlash 2023, I thought it was an awesome pay-per-view. So, but if you got Peacock uh, and you watch wrestling, you probably already did. But um, I thought it was a good pay-per-view. I think the next one we got is uh, the one that's going to be in, uh, I think it's Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Uh, Night of Champions. And that's where they're going to... Uh, uh, award the um, the the new heavyweight championship belt. So we'll see uh, what what happens there. And of course, go over to the wrestling returns where Brian and I, Brian and I are gonna um, run through uh, each match a little bit more and uh, kind of go and talk about more of the, the things that we loved about each match. So for that, go to if you're already listening to Horror Returns, cool, right on. 
But uh, I'm, as well as the wrestling returns and action returns and stream fiends and everything else we got over there, go to www.thehorrorreturns.com and all the links to all the shows are there. And sports, that is all I got. All right. Nice. Uh, for me, obviously, all about the NBA playoffs. That's actually the main thing I have been watching uh, ever since they kicked off. Uh, pretty good playoffs this year. Some really good games, especially here in the second round. We're getting some really good series. Uh, just quickly run through uh, the four series going on. Uh, starting with the most recent to finish, uh, the West uh one four matchup the one seed nuggets and the four seed suns the nuggets won the first two games of the series in denver looked like uh, they had a real shot to uh, sweep the series and uh, they'd be waiting for winner of warriors lakers but uh not the case they got back to phoenix and phoenix surprisingly uh off the power not surprisingly of uh, booker and durant uh, going crazy in both games um have now tied up the series. It's 2-2, two, two, uh, 129-124 tonight. Uh, did come down right to the ending. It was exciting. There was an interesting moment where uh, Jokic, the two-time MVP of the Nuggets, uh, went into the stands and the owner, uh, the relatively new owner of the Suns, uh, wouldn't let go of the basketball. And so uh, Jokic tried to yank it away from him and the Suns owner like, floppingly fell down like people do sometimes in sports and basketball and whatnot so uh hopefully Jokic is not suspended for game five but uh got some people talking about it saying that that's a possibility because uh, you know he possibly went in the crowd it could be said and you're not allowed to do that and i don't know so hopefully not because uh hate for the series to kind of get decided that way uh, but yeah, game five in Denver on uh, Tuesday. So that's that series. Uh, earlier in the day, we had the uh, two seed Celtics and the three seed 76ers. Uh, that series, 76ers won game one in Boston. That was a shocker. Uh, Celtics then tied up the series. And then the series shifted to Philly. And surprisingly, Celtics won game three. Uh, so people are thinking, uh Oh, you know, the Celtics have it. And then this was one of the best games of the entire playoffs, uh, came down to overtime today. Uh, and, uh, Sixers pull it out 116, 115, a late Harden shot, uh, for three, uh, put them up by one. And then a Marcus Smart uh, three by the Celtics, uh, was like split second too late. He released it too late. So it didn't count. So that was awesome. The other part that was awesome from that game was uh, Harden uh, flew this guy in who was uh, part of a, a shooting uh, at uh, University of Michigan. And uh, Harden brought him in as his guest. And first thing after the game, he found the guy, uh, took off his game-worn shoes, signed them. Really cool moment. Uh, thought that was really Cool and hard to do. And now that series is Juju headed back to Boston. So uh, cool to see uh, how competitive the series are. The other two series, uh, the other East series, uh, you got the uh, 
what were they? The five seed Knicks and um, I think, uh, yeah, the eight seed Heat. But, I mean, even going to the playoffs, I guess they were the – no, yeah, they were – oh, they were the seven, but then they, they lost the first play-in game. Yeah, Heat. Uh, have had an incredible playoffs. They looked like they were dead in the water, and then they won the second playing game. Then they upset the number one seed Bucks, uh, and now here they are uh, against the Knicks uh, in New York. Uh, they took the first game. Uh, Knicks took the second game. It was one-one, and then it shifted to Miami, where uh, Heat pretty much dominated. One hundred five eighty-six was the final yesterday. Heat up two-one, uh, looking real good uh, to advance in that series, but we'll see. And then finally, uh, my beloved Warriors, uh, we lost game one. Uh, Stormed back, uh, crushed them in game two to make it uh, 1-1, headed down to L.A., where uh, Lakers returned the favor in game three and crushed us 127-97. So Lakers have a 2-1 lead going into Monday's night's game. In my opinion, obviously a must win for the Warriors. You don't want to go down 3-1. Uh, so hopefully they can make the adjustments, get this back 2-2 like all these other series. And, uh, yeah, playoffs have been uh, really good. So been enjoying it. Uh, really good second round so far. All righty. Whoa. Oh, uh, I'll say that's, gonna be, that's not it. Uh, <laughs> recommendations is where we're at. Got any on deck? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe uh, kind of elementary, kind of simple, but I think it's fitting uh, with Star Wars Day and all and everything we were just talking about that uh, you do check out Return of the Jedi on Disney+. Plus. Um, it's the 40th anniversary. Uh, no better time to uh, watch it and watch it again. <laughs> um, that was... Gosh, I had one. I forgot. Um... Uh, where is it? There was one that uh, I started watching and I couldn't remember. Oh, if you have uh, Freebie, check out a film that came out in 1996. The Substitute, starring uh, Tom Berenger, Raymond Cruz, William Forsythe, and Luis Guzman, and a bunch of other people. Uh, what does it say? An ex-Marine goes undercover as a substitute teacher and discovers a gang is terrorizing the high school. As lives are threatened, he sets out to clean up the crime-infested school. Uh, it, it's cool. I've seen the second one, Substitute uh, 2, but I think there's a... Well, it looks like there's four. All right. I thought there was only three, but all right. <laughs> Uh, I love the first one uh, with Tom Berenger. I think Treat Williams took over uh, the series after that. But definitely, again, if you have Freebie, well, everyone has Freebie. <laughs> Anybody uh, could have it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, the ads, yeah, they suck. But if you want to watch the movies like some of these movies, same thing with Tubi. Um, I want to watch these movies. I just got to deal with the ads. But, yeah, if you get Freebie, check out uh, The Substitute. All right. Uh 
my random track this week. Uh, in the spirit of May the 4th, I had to uh, go to the Apple uh playlist of uh, best of star wars music which there's just so much now not just from the film all the animated series uh, all the disney plus series you have so much music out there but uh inspired by the first season of visions they have the soundtracks for both uh volume one and volume two the brand new volume two uh star wars visions but uh, going back to season one uh from the Tatooine Rhapsody episode, I want to recommend uh, Galactic Dreamer, the uh, track from uh, Tatooine Rhapsody. So, Yeah, check that out off uh, the Star Wars Visions original soundtrack. It's uh, track two, Galactic Dreamer. All right, everyone, that is it. Uh, not a three-hour episode, but we're Yay. almost to the two-hour point. But not bad, not everyone... Bad. <clears throat> yeah we'll be back uh with more um hopefully next week maybe the week after depending uh on what's the the situation uh it's going on uh, my wife's got to have surgery so i'm gonna be busy doing that as well but uh before we get out of here i want to give a um, shout out to everyone that listens to the show and i want to dedicate this episode to one of my best friends in the world melanie james i love you and i miss you um, thank you for everything you've done for me. I know you're here with me in spirit. I know you're right here with me uh, all the time. And uh, it's really, really sad. Shout out to our sister Mavis. I love you, babe. Thank you so much for everything. And Mel, I'm, again, I'm going to miss you. Thank you so much for everything you've done for me growing up and when we were older and always being there for me. I'll never forget that. So this episode is dedicated to her. But uh, everything's always dedicated to all you guys that listen to the show. Thank you so much for uh, following us on all the socials, Facebook, Surtee Society. Uh, follow us on YouTube. Uh, pick up a T-shirt at Tee Public. Uh, follow us on Twitter, East Society Podcast, at MacNesPod, at Theo Zisu. Follow us on Instagram at East Society Podcast, at the Zisu at MacNesPod. Follow us on TikTok, East Society Pod. And listen to our Spotify for podcasters feed. Uh, all the links to everything is down below in the show notes. So please, uh, please support the show and uh, everything you can. Support the show. Spread the word on our show. I mean, big shout out to Brian. Always pushing our show uh, on everyone on all the socials as well. Uh, shout out to the Horror Returns and all you guys out there. Shout out to Toke Signal. Shout out to um, Classic Wolf. Okie Podcasts, um, Native Film Talk, uh, what else? <laughs> There's so uh, Skoden Cinema and all the other guys that are out there doing it. Thank you so much for uh, supporting us. And please support our Mixed Law Beat Productions, who does our intro and outro music. Go to www.mixlawproduction.com for everything you need there. Plenty of beats, plenty of music. Shout out to him uh, just for our, our, our music, our theme music. When you hear that music, you know it's going to be us. So, but yeah, with that, everyone, thank you so much again for listening. Uh, we'll be back hopefully real soon and with maybe maybe a special guest, hopefully, uh, when when the, the Zisu is in the area. We'll see. We still got to 
touch bases with uh, with our guests and everything. But um, please, please be safe out there and uh, come back next time. So until then, we love you all and never get to party on. Yep. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Till next time, have fun, be safe, and we'll see you next time, you society.